You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Episode 104. Today we're going to talk a lot about the uh, mutations that were just put into the game. Uh, before we do, don't guys, don't forget to go check out NewWorldFans.com. Putting up tons of guides over there to help you guys with your gypsum grime, your umbral shard grind. Uh, you know, make sure you're spending those umbral shards in the right location, as well as we have the map, uh, the newworld-map.com uh, for all your mapping needs. If you're a gatherer or a crafter, I think it's a, an amazing tool. So don't forget to check that out as well. All right, Bordy. Uh, so let's hop right in again. I mean, this is I, I don't even know if we, we have two segments on the show anymore because but it just tends to or as continues to be news and the main topic. Uh, so uh, we're just going to hop right into whatever that uh, segment is called right now. All right, Bordy. So mutations are in the game. The January update is live. Uh, yo, real quick, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, dude, uh, I think it's fun to talk about the store stuff because this this is uh, something that they tend to update every time that there is a new patch. Dude, I know you bought a skin. I bought a skin. Dude, the, the, the January uh, skins in the store did not disappoint. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. The only thing that, that disappoints me about these skins every single time is that there's never a hatchet skin, man. Like I have transitioned over into being a hatchet boy, and there's never there's never one in there. I, I need a hatchet skin, dude. But other than that, like these skins are pretty cool, man. The armor skins, uh, I think both the one that I bought and the, the one that you bought are absolutely incredible. Probably the two, probably two of the best skins I've seen uh, in the game so far. Yeah, I, dude, I'm in love with mine. I, I won't switch for a long time. I think I was wearing the same skin since launch for the most yeah. part. Uh, so so uh, now that I have this one, uh, which one is it called? Let me let me check real quick. Yours is called Stormbound. Stormbound, yes. And then you have yeah. the Jadeite Dragon. They actually added another one kind of stealthily called the, the Jadeite Assassin. It's a, a female skin, so it's, it's purely yeah. designed for female characters. I thought that was kind of cool. Obviously, I have, I have a male character, so it doesn't look that great on me. Uh, because it has breast plates, like actual yeah. breast plates, not a breast plate. So, <laughs> so not not the best looking skin for my character. Uh, cool weapon skins. Uh, there was a uh, as I don't remember the snow angel emote. I think was added during this one, which is yep. pretty uh, trolly. Yep. I bought uh, that I, one. I, I couldn't I've, pass that one up. Yeah, man. It's I, I've done that yeah. on the corpse of my enemy a few times. I, I think it's a ton of fun. Uh, they, yeah. they obviously a lot of this stuff is themed towards the 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 lunar new year. Um, and so it's interesting, uh, because I, I don't know some of us may have thought we were going to get some sort of event or end game event tied to this, uh, the, the lunar new year, but it, it just appears that the shop items are themed that way. I don't think we're going to get another event. I, I saw a good comment under last episode saying that, that the idea or the thought would probably be that, that there's just going to be four like seasonal events, which makes a lot of sense, right? A quarterly event or something. Um, maybe they'll expand upon that. Maybe it'll be more than that uh, initially. We don't know, but but that does make some sense. Uh, but th- but as far as celebration of the Lunar New Year, it seems like we just got a bunch of store items. Yeah, which I think is fine. It's pretty cool to celebrate it in that manner too. And these store items are pretty dope, so I can't complain. I also like the musket one, even though I don't really use the musket. The musket skin is actually pretty dope. With the, uh, it's got like a head at the end of the at the end of the musket. What is that like a tiger head or a lion head or so? I don't know what kind of. Or, yeah. I don't know what that is, but it looks know. incredible. It looks very menacing. I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. 
Yeah, great beast is what it says. So <laughs> pretty, beast, pretty, pretty yeah. sick looking musket skin. Yeah, I'll have to. I might have to pick that up. That is actually dope. I missed that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So don't forget to check out those store items. Also, guys, uh, there is a new uh, Twitch Prime skin. If you have Twitch Prime, link to your Twitch. Uh, make sure you pick up that skin. That skin is actually really dope as well. Doing a great job. Uh, in the skin department, obviously, uh, a lot of these I think are you know when you buy a, a skin, you kind of think or, or you know ponder uh is this worth the money right is this uh cool enough to spend the money on and i think they're doing a great job uh with that so far hopefully that monetization strategy is working for them and they can just keep it like this Bordy. let me buy a cool yeah. dope skin when i want to but don't milk me uh for a bunch of nickel and dimes uh i think so far so yeah good. yeah which would be awesome and if they did that that'd be a step above uh most mmos right now yeah, because yeah. whenever you log into another mmo you just get spammed with crazy amounts of of <laughs> of like here buy this in the cash shop uh, even though they may not be paid to win you still just get that shoved in your face that gets a little bit old logging into the mmo and that's the first thing you see every time so hopefully new world sticks to what they're doing yeah and i think the only complaint around the community is just like get us a transmog system right let, yeah. let let me choose some of the skins that i've unlocked in game as well because there are like some really yeah. dope especially with the mutations uh, which might be the only uh, cool thing about the weapons in there is that the muta the mutations are the mutation skins are really cool. A lot of them are are really sick looking. So it would be cool yeah. to to be able to unlock those and and use those on a transmog system. I think a lot of people would like that. All right, man. So speaking of mutations, let's hop right in here. Obviously, the main um the main thing added to New World in the January update was mutations. Mutations uh, is is a um, form of the expedition system that allows you to kind of progress uh, from mutation one to mutation 10. Uh, this week, surprisingly, Bordy, there were two different mutations running on different servers, just depending on what server you were on is what mutation you got of uh, the Lazarus ex ex uh, instrumentality. Sorry. Uh, so so we, we on our server got uh, the Hellfire version of the mutation, and then I know that the other, uh, you know, uh, different uh, servers uh, got, I believe it's called Oblivion or, or it's the void based one anyways. Uh, so, so pretty interesting that they went, went that route, uh, putting different mutations on different servers. Uh, seems like, you know, for the most part, these will be figured out next time, uh, lizard Lazarus instrumentality comes around. We'll probably have some, well, I mean, we'll already have some good information on what to do because it's already on a different server. So, uh, what do you think overall, dude? Uh, we'll just kind of start with there. What do you think your overall impressions are, are the, of the uh, mutation system, uh, in new world? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been enjoying it a little bit. I can see where these mutations might get a little old after a little while to be perfectly honest, but so far I think they're good. I think it's a good, a good step in the right direction for PVE content for in-game PVE content. It was, I, I have been having a good time in there. I have done nothing but run expeditions. I think since this, since this patch hit and that's both normal and mutated versions. I've just been running them like crazy. I haven't, I haven't even queued up for an OPR. I haven't done anything other than run, run them. So, uh, it's pretty fun. I, I think uh, there definitely needs to be more of a variety later on for us to run because running Lazarus and Genesis over and over and over does get a little bit, a little bit tedious, a little bit old. But overall, I think it's good. I have been enjoying them uh, for sure, and I think the mutation system in and of itself is 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 fun i think there there needs to be some things maybe done to it or, or some things changed a little bit but overall i think it's i think it's a a good step in the right direction for in-game pve content 
Yes. Uh, so something that's kind of interesting to note here, Bordy, and we talked a little bit about this uh, before, but there are two different mutation like variants on each expedition, as far as we know. So Hellfire and the vo- it's like a fire based one and a void based one. Uh, so so if we do that, you know, if they cycle those through and there's three different ex- ex- uh, um, expeditions, that should get us six weeks, right? So then by six weeks, you would think. Obviously, February is going to be uh, like more of a bug fixing uh, quality of life patch. And then and then by the end of the six week period, I think it's possible, Bordy, that we might get the fourth or fifth even uh, expedition put on the PTR to kind of see, you know, the mutated versions of those. Or maybe they'll just do the last three. You know what I mean? And then in March, yeah. we might get the last three for the rotation. And then that would look pretty good to me, I think. You have two different variants of each expedition. You have six expeditions to rotate through. I think that you know that that makes a ton of sense for me to get them to at least maybe more of a, um, I guess formal expansion, right, or, or something of that nature. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know obviously it doesn't make sense for them not to do mutated versions of the rest of the expeditions at this point. They already were, did Dynasty, which we haven't. I mean, we've seen on the PTR, but I haven't seen on live. Uh, but, but yeah, I would I would assume that, that those are coming down the pipeline as well, which should help with at least like you know. A month and a half cycle is pretty good. I mean, you know, you yeah, we've ran Lazarus probably like 50 times this week. But, but you know, eventually, like, that'll come out to where it's so far out each time that maybe hopefully we won't care as much. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think over time it'll get better. I, there has been some complaints I have seen around the community about how that, you know, no, no one is doing anything but running expeditions right now. Right. Like everyone's just sure. running expeditions. So on some of the smaller servers, nobody's queuing up for OPR. Nobody's doing anything else but running expeditions. And and I think what will happen over time with that particular situation is that people will work their way up to like mutation nine, mutation 10. And then whenever uh, Whenever this progresses, I think over time people will go run these expeditions a couple times and then they'll be done, right? They're not going to continue to grind these things out like they are right now. So I think over time, uh, if you're in that camp of thinking that all these other activities are just washed by the wayside, I think I think over time and maybe even next mutation cycle, you'll see you'll see some things start to shift and normalize again, right? There, there will be people still running expeditions, but there are also going to be people queuing up for OPR again, and all of the other activities are kind of going to be dispersed out. I think just because it's so new and the drops are so good right now in the expeditions, everybody's in there running them to get all their stuff and to get their expertise bumps and to get uh, try to make it to mutation 10 and all that stuff. But I think over time that's gonna that's kind of gonna ease out. I just that's one of the concerns I've seen about this whole system, and I've seen that posted multiple times, uh, especially. And I can see how that'd be a problem on smaller servers, right? Like coming from Taka. I mean, dude, if this if these expeditions have been on Taka, they're right. You you would never have gotten into an OPR ever uh, if that's what you're trying to do uh, alongside these expeditions. So. I think that'll change though over the coming like, you know, two, three, four weeks or whatever. I don't think that's going to be a problem moving forward. I think people are concerned about that right now, but I don't think it'll be an issue in the next few weeks. Yeah. And, and, and why we're on the topic of regular expeditions, uh, I, I think the changes to the, the normal expedition drop rates and, and the expertise increases are something worth talking about as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, we initially, uh, obviously, we were in a position where, we, you know, we get to play the game a decent amount. We were in the position where we could almost just hop right into mutations and start upgrading our gear. But a lot of people haven't gotten to 600 expertise yet, which is a prerequisite to even use Umbral Shards in the first place. You cannot use Umbral Shards on yeah. any piece of gear until you have, uh, you know, something up to the expertise level 600. And, and so then what's great 
is now uh, these these expeditions feel a lot more meaningful. They're easier to get into because of the accessibility of the orbs on the faction shop, as well as your your weekly cooldowns. So, Bordy, this is really good, I think, for the game in the long run. Is because now, dude, you run an expedition and it feels like you that work for the orb paid off because you're getting tons of expertise increases. If you're jumping up to 600, dude, I've gotten a ton of legendaries. I finally got my Fire Vine, uh, my my Will of the Ancients uh, legendaries. Uh, dude, the, the drop rates feel great, man. I, I really do think that that uh, this is going to be a big help for people grinding up their expertise. Because and back in the day, dude, it was just like basically uh, chest runs or bust, man. You had to do your chest run every day, or you weren't keeping up on your expertise increases. And now I think that that system feels a lot better with these new changes. Yeah, I would agree. I was I was very much and still am uh, to some extent concerned about the gap between people that play all the time and the and the kind of the uh, the core yeah. players as you coined it last week. I, I um and I've seen a lot of people use that term in my stream by the way that <laughs> coming in there telling me they're a core player. I think that's pretty funny. But but uh, the the I was concerned about it. I still am to some degree, but I think I am not as concerned about it as I was before because you're right, man. Those expertise bumps are crazy and and in a good way, right? So whenever you hit 500, you can go. Right run Lazarus or Genesis and start flying up an expertise and kind of catch up. And it, as long as they leave it, how it is now, it's a kind of a nice catch up mechanic because you can go from, from uh 500 to, to 600 fairly quickly. I would imagine, you know, especially if you're doing like chest runs every day and doing, you know, yeah. an expedition or two every day, or if you just want to do expeditions over and over and over, it's a great way to get it up there. I mean, I, I was at 590. Uh, and then I think in a day I went from 590 to 600 running, but I did, I mean, I did run, quite a few expeditions. I ran a bunch of Laz and a bunch of gin in one day, just to try to boost it up there. But every single one I ran, I got expertise bumps and I'm, I'm, I got to 600 on everything from 590 in, in a day. And, uh, every time I ran it, I was getting increases and it felt real good. Felt real good. So I do think that is a step in the right direction without a doubt. And I think that is one way to help close this gap between, between yeah. all these, these super, super hardcore players. And then you're just, just your, your core group of people that play the game. Um, and that's been a concern. There are still some other things in the game. I think they need to address to, to kind of help mitigate that a little bit more, but this, this is definitely a good thing. In my opinion, I love the drop rates. I love the expertise rate bumps that you're getting. Uh, all of that stuff is, is great. Yeah, it feels really good. Um, you know, the the faction uh, vendor th change is has definitely changed the landscape as far as accessibility goes. I still yeah. think that it, it needs some tweaking uh, just because, I don't know, man, the, the orb system still feels a little uh, off scale-wise as far as, like, you know, the investment of yeah. time that you have to put into getting these orbs. But overall, dude, I think it's a, a massive uh, step or a massive change in the right direction. Uh, so, th so that's always good. Um, one of the things that kind of, I guess, is a little bit of a concern, you know, and we just made a video about this that should be posting this week, is the, the way that these uh, mutations, we'll kind of hop back to mutations now, the way these mutations scale. Uh, we, you know, had kind of put a lot of emphasis and I think a lot of people in the community put a lot of emphasis on making sure, you know, you get your wards and on your armor, and, you know, make sure you have the right gems in, in your armor and all those things are very, very helpful, but it does seem like, uh, the only important thing that you can do for your character is to increase your gear score. Uh, the scaling on these mutations are, are almost 100% based on, on if you have the recommended gear score or not. Uh, we we yeah. uh, did a lot of uh, runs this week, 
And we had some people in our groups that, you know, that were a few uh, gear score behind. I think Kirchhoff one one time more like a 540 earring in there. Uh, and, and it, you know, your damage and your the, mitiga- the damage you deal and the damp mitigation that you, uh, res- you know, can take is like halved, basically. <laughs> Even if you're like one or two gear score below the recommended one, you're taking, uh, you know, like 50% more damage. You know, you're dealing 50% less damage. It's crazy, dude. Uh, it, it does bother a lot of people because now it seems like the, these are basically just like, you know, beefed up. Uh, just versions of the regular one, but just just in a in the in the wrong way, right? The difficulty isn't harder. It just ba- basically means you have to grind up to this gear score uh, to do this. And so I think there's yeah. a little bit of concern in the community with like you know that approach to uh, mutations. I think a lot of people are hoping for a di- more difficult mechanics, which is available on the trash mobs, but the bosses are unchanged. Just kind of more damage yeah. spongy changes than anything. But what do you what do you think about the the scaling system of these mutations and, and kind of the barrier of entry of just basically just pure gear score. So there, a part of me, a part of me thinks, uh, not so great. A part of me thinks, thank goodness, because I'll tell you why. So a part of me thinks not so great because I would like to see different mechanics on the bosses primarily, right? Like that's what I would like to see is kind of just maybe a different difficulty level whenever you get to the bosses and the trash mobs or some kind of some kind of different mechanics. Uh, the mutations are cool, and I think leave those on the trash mobs maybe, but then whenever you get to the bosses, have like some sort of added mechanic each each level or each tier that makes that boss just stronger uh, or harder. I think would be cool, but. But I, I I am kind of not opposed to just scaling it off of gear score because I am in the camp of not wanting to have all these different gear sets, man. I hate it. I hate that, dude. <laughs> I, I, I have been very vocal about it, and I will continue to be. I hate having to manage 10,000 different gear sets for 10,000 different activities. I do not like it. Uh, and, and so I am I'm okay with it, man. Like now I can just I can just bump up what I'm wearing. Uh, with, with, with umbrals. And then I can still go run those dungeons effectively. Now I may not be mitigating as much damage as someone else, but if I'm a DPS, it doesn't really matter too much, right? Like I can just go in there, get my Bane on my weapon, um, which is fine. You know, managing that is okay. But then having to having to have different gear sets for every little thing gets very tedious to me and gets very annoying to me. And so I, I am okay with, with, with the difficulty being tied to gear score for sure. Um, I, I think having, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, man, because you do have these things in the game. And I don't know that a lot of people are going to actually even use like the, the wards for gear, because I don't know now without stands, why would you go grind out different sets of, of like ancient Bane ward or whatever for all this stuff, whenever it is tied to, to, uh, to gear. So those, those perks may be like, uh, not really usable now, which is kind of, which kind of does suck. Uh, for the game, but but at the same time, like man, I don't want to manage all that, so I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I know some people may not be. I would prefer. This is what I would like to see. I, I think it's fine with the gear score scaling. I would just like to see you know the mutations be applied to all the trash mobs is great. I think that side of things is cool. But then add more mechanics to the bosses at the end to make them a little bit harder, a little bit more challenging, especially like Lazarus. Whenever you go fight Chartus, I mean like, dude, it's the most mindless fight in the entire game. Like give us some sort of additional mechanics, make him spawn some ads or do, do something whenever it gets harder to make it more challenging and a little bit more fun and engaging. And, and, and then I think mutations would be, would be good. But 
Uh, overall, I still think they're fine. And so that's, that's kind of where I stand with it, man. I, I maybe, maybe not a popular opinion, but I don't want to manage all those gear sets. So I'm cool with just using umbrals, increasing what I have on and rocking on. Yeah. Well, you know, here's one of the things too, I think that that's interesting is that I, I do think the wards are usable. I just think it just helps you push further into the dam, you know, the damage back that you're in as a DPS that allows you to just do more damage to get them done quicker. You know, I, I think the wards are when you're min maxing your character, the wards are still usable. Obviously, you have to have the bane on your weapon. I think as a DPS character, you're kind of throwing as far as your group productivity goes. Uh, but yeah, I would do. I would like to see just just a, a slightly different mechanic on the boss that kind of scales up on the mutation as well. That kind of makes these a little bit more challenging. Uh, maybe Scylla, you know, just Scylla, just have two orbs spawn instead of one. Or, you know, that would that way everybody in your group has to, you know, two people in your group have to get the debuff or manage the debuff or two people in your group, you know, have to spread out yeah. and get the orb or, you know, that just slight different changes uh, that that could make a, the world of difference uh, when it when it comes to, um, you know, these expeditions. But but overall, I, I think the mutation system is is good for the game. I just it's obviously a building block. Right. I, I do think it, it, it could be something that in the future. Uh, that they work on, uh, you know, just improving and, and making more diverse across the board. Um, one of the thing, the scaling thing, though, I, I just, I don't know, man. I get it. It's like a barrier of entry, right? So it, it makes sense that you have to do so many of the regular, you know, the M1 to get the M2, to get the M3, to get the M4, to get the M5. That makes sense to me. Um, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about it right now. I just, I, one of the things that we just recommend to the listeners is just get your gear score up. There's there's a certain way that you can go about it. There's a tool out there on GitHub uh, that basically insinuates that the the weapons and the uh, your chest piece are the most important thing. So just make sure you're upgrading your, your gear efficiently, uh, you know, as you progress through these. And, and the mutations really, if you have a good gear composition, they're not, uh, as hard as as you would think, they they really it's just completely dependent upon gear score. Uh, so just make yeah. sure that you're you're getting you're using your humble shards effectively uh, to get your gear score up, you get your gear score increase. Uh, you know, one of the things uh, obviously that we've been talking a little bit about is humble shards, dude. Uh, basically, a new uh, currency, if you will, in the game. These are you know I think it's great, dude, because one of the things that we were kind of worried about is the wealth that uh, certain companies on the servers were getting, owning Windward and Everfall, accumulating a bunch of gold, stock, stock, you know, like basically creating a bunch of sub companies to store all this gold in all these banks. I mean, the rich, the, the amount of wealth that these people were, were uh, kind of um, acquiring by owning these territories was creating a huge gap in the player base where the, that these companies controlled what best in slots go for, you know, what, what, what good armor, good weapons go for, yeah. uh, you know? And so one of the things that kind of hopefully will help with this just a little bit is, uh, is the umbral shard system. Now these are tied to only mutations right now. Uh, obviously we have some, some concerns about that. We'll talk about it here in a second, but, uh, the umbral shard system basically, uh, it allows players to progress in a way that isn't tied to gold necessarily. Obviously they can buy their way into these mutations, uh, but you know uh, they ha still have to have the umbral shards to upgrade their gear to 625. So, so what do you think about the the, the umbral shard system as it is right now? 
Um, I mean, I think the overcharge system as it is right now is okay. I mean, I think you make a good point there about kind of closing that gold gap using the shard system, which is always a great thing. And then the amount of drops you get from the expeditions is also helping close that gap just a little bit because you can go in there and get geared out in an effective manner without having to spend just a crap load of money. You can go actually go farm out gear in an effective manner. Whereas before it was like almost impossible, you know, getting those drops was very very difficult it's very far and few between so um now i think those are good but uh, like umbrals uh, the umbral shard system specifically i think is okay man like i didn't know how to feel about it at first whenever it came into the game um but i think moving forward this really could be and we've talked about this several times this really could be like the groundwork for 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 a very long time moving forward you know like they could have just laid the groundwork with the umbral shard system moving forward and now whenever we increase the gear score or whenever they whenever they increase the gear score or we see a gear score increase we just continue to use umbral shards and uh, they don't have to make a whole new system right like they can just increase it they can increase like maybe if they add brimstone sands they can say okay well now in brimstone sands you get drops all the way up to 610 in this zone um but uh, you know, your gear score is also increased to, to 650 or whatever, but they, but then you still just utilize the same system, right? They, like they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Now it's already there. It's already in place. So overall, I think it's fine. It feels if to me, it feels okay. Like the progression feels pretty good. I mean, I enjoy like seeing those, seeing those bumps to my gear, uh, you know, it, it is fine. Um, I just, again, there's a very fine line between like, between like uh, enjoying the game and continue to grind out progression, right? At some point, you you got to stop the the progression a little bit and then add meaty content to the game that we can go enjoy, which I hope is stuff that's going to come soon and, and we don't see gear score increases, etc. I, I, again, I, I hope the Umber Shard system is just a foundation laid for the future and that uh, it's, a, it's a good while before we see a whole lot of increases anymore. Like, let's, let's give the players now a chance to get really good gear or get decent gear where they feel good about it, let them get that up to 625 or at least pretty close to it, and then go enjoy the content that's out there in the game and then add new content to the game. Uh, but, but I think the umbral shard system is, is fine. Like I, I don't, I don't really have any issues with it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's an okay form of progression, uh, moving forward. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it is, uh, you know, I, I do think in the future they should look at the gypsum system and the umbral shard system and maybe just simplify that a little bit. We're only four months in and it is a little bit complicated to juggle. Like, yeah, I need to get my this color gypsum to get this cast that will give me this many Umbro shards. It's like for this slot, but I got to do this slot. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. It would be great because yeah. they just introduced those back to back. It's like just maybe now, like, let's just figure out a way to, to, to uh, unify that system that makes more sense. Uh, you know, obviously, one helps your expertise past a certain level one gets you past a certain level but but again we're four four months in so maybe it would be good like before we come out with a big expansion simplify that progression system for people the expertise system uh that involves maybe you know just one or the other um yeah. maybe just umbral shards who knows uh one of the things though dude is 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 that um you know these these umbral shards i think uh and, and the gypsum system themselves obviously uh, they they do uh, create a, a, a like you said a groundwork for the future, uh, but but we I would like to see them too kind of press pause on the on the uh, progression side of things because I think only 
you know, I've seen games make this mistake in the past. Only like a lot of like hardcore players or, or content creators are getting to this, like going to hit that point of 625 here in the next couple of weeks. Some of them are really yeah. close already. But you have yeah. to remember just because everybody on, or like, you know, the top 10 streamers on Switch or the top 0.11% of players on in the game have hit that progression system, your, your main source of players have not. So, you know, we just, yeah. like you said, horizontal progression at this point would be ideal. You know, give us some more new weapons, give us a new zone to play around with. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, instead of progression, progression, maybe they come out with a new crafting or, you know, uh, you know, a new crafting system or something like that. That sort of stuff would be great for the future, but let's spread this out a little bit and maybe put off the next progression uh, towards like maybe the big expansion uh, that we assume is coming yeah. uh, this year. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the general sentiment among most, among most of the people in, in, uh, in the game right now. I, even the people that play a whole lot, I think that's kind of the general sentiment. I know we play a lot red and we're, we're kind of able to progress. Uh, but, but uh, like, I, I would rather get to a point where, you know, I'm playing a whole lot and I kind of stall out, but new players are able to come into the game and actually enjoy the game for the overall health of the game. than just give the the top 1% or whatever content to do. Like it's a fine line, man. It always is. And all these MMOs is very tough to juggle. And the people that do play all the time should be rewarded in some form or fashion, right? Like uh, you have to reward those people, but at the same time, not reward them too much. So that that gap just continues to grow. And I think new world is kind of in that, in that area right now where it's like, it's just this grind, 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 grind. And, um, I was listening to uh, yesterday. I was listening to the podcast, um, Eternum Radio, right? Uh, our buddies over there at Eternum Radio, and I think yeah. they're kind of taking a break from the game because because of that reason right there. You know, one of them, um, one of them, I, I can't remember uh, which host, but he has like four kids, right? He has four kids. He can play, and uh, he can't play a lot, and and he, he just had to stop playing New World because he just felt like his progression wasn't meaningful in the game. He felt like he was never going to catch up. And, and I understand like, well, you can see, you can always argue, well, that's a, that's a him problem, right? Like he has, you know, it's, it's a him problem, you know, four kids and, and a job and all that stuff. Well, that's, that's a him problem. But, but really in reality, it's like, I, I don't know, man, because I think your target demographic are those people now, right? Like I think the most people that are going to play MMOs are now kind of in their thirties, probably late twenties, early thirties and up, I would assume. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the position I think that most people are going to be in is like kids, job, uh, life, and, and so you kind of have to balance around those people because those are your masses, I think, versus the people that play sixteen hours a day. And I would encourage all of you guys that are listening and people that watch streams on a daily, I would encourage you guys to not get discouraged by the streamers that you watch on Twitch because a lot of the streamers on Twitch can play a lot right and so whenever you go in there and you compare your where your progression is to them you cannot do that i fall into that trap before with other mmos where i was planning an mmo and i was watching streamers trying to learn what was going on in the game or whatever and i would compare my progression with theirs and it's like dude, you cannot do that it, it will discourage you super bad and uh, you just have to understand that you're not in the same position that that person is and it's okay. Right. Like most people are going to be in the position you're in and not in the position that that person is in. So I would just encourage you out there to not get discouraged by, by somebody else's progression. But I do think the new world does need to do a little bit to help, to help alleviate that gap. Um, and then I, I think uh, while we're kind of on that topic a little bit is like, 
this doesn't really have much to do with it. And I don't think we have this in the show notes either, Red, but I just want to get your opinion on this too, real quick. It's like the state of wars right now and territory control and how that works in new world, because I think moving forward, something needs to be done in that regard too, right? Like I think mutations are great PVE content. And we've talked about this before about how they market their game for wars in this large scale PVP, but then it's gated to only certain people can do it. Um, and it's understandable because you, you want to fight for your territory and own it and whatever. So you want to get a competitive group of people together. Um, but I think that side of things can be very discouraging to people as well because they can't participate in some of these activities. So what is the, what is the answer there? You know, I, I don't know that the territory control system is really working out how they thought it would work out initially. Um, it, it has become the problem that I think a lot of us thought would happen to the game. It, it, it's here. I think it has manifested itself in the game now with exactly what you were talking about earlier about these companies creating sub companies and just becoming super rich and super wealthy. And so now if you are not a part of one of those companies and a lot of people don't want to be. Uh, if you're not a part of one of those companies, you feel kind of left out and you're not going to be able to participate in a lot of in-game content uh, and a lot of the content the game has to offer. So what is your thoughts there, man? Do you think the war system is fine and they should just leave it how it is and it just kind of is what it is at this point? It's a staple of the game or do you think something should be done there? Well, there's a lot of things that should that could and should be done at this point to that system. But, uh, you know, obviously, I think it's going to be a while until we see those. Because yeah, of the, I think so. Because, of the, you know... Just the the company limitations that they put in place, just they're they're not working. Um, so I think a, a lot of things is the company that you know they need to go on the company side of things, making sure people can't hop companies to companies. Maybe maybe set it to where you know you have to be in a company to to defend a war. You know to force people to not only roster these wars out, but but then promote the change of these territories. Through like okay, well now everybody's pushed. You know this person, this particular company on three territories. Well, they can't have these three different windows that basically is happening right now. You know the top the top companies on a server have three or four shell companies, and they just spread out the the uh, you know the defense time to where they can hold multiple yeah. companies at once. If you want more companies to own like a more diverse uh, selection of companies to own more territories, you have to figure out that system first, I think, and and then. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just the pushing these territories is still a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, odd that doesn't necessarily yeah. make a ton of sense how the wars are determined. Uh, you know, the bidding system also doesn't feel so good, uh, right now either. So there's, there's a lot of things that they, they need to look at and change potentially in the future with these wars and, and these systems. But I do think in the end that these aren't meant for everybody. You're not gonna just walk into New World and get into a war like that's. This is more of a, a hardcore like PvP, uh, you know, system. And I think you, you know, I think it's kind of also one of those things. It's kind of silly to expect you to be able to, to participate in these if you're not, you know, dead. You know, if you're not trying to get better at PvP, if you're not getting into companies that that own territories, like. It just like you know, it, it's kind of a hard thing to juggle, right? Just like uh, you know, just like uh, hardcore rating, like mythic rating, and and wow, you're not you're not, no one owes you the the chance to to participate in a mythic rating guild. You know, you have to get better and progress and and get good at the game uh, to have the opportunity to do that. And I and I think it's fine for New World to have systems like that, but the but overall, like it just the systems don't feel that good right now. Uh, and and yeah, even how you get a war. So they need to look at that for sure. 
Yeah, and, and maybe that maybe the maybe the uh, actual solution is to add just a more of a variety of PvP content, so the people that can't get into wars or or, or yeah. can't participate in that content can easily participate in the other content, right? Which I do think is coming. I think arenas, etc., is coming. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to digress off of that at all. I guess the other big question we have today is like, should you get umbral shards from other? from other sources right so should you get umbral shards so let's just shift gears here for a minute sorry i went off on a tangent about something completely different that wasn't in the show notes but but uh yeah so what's your take there red umbral no, shards uh, from, absolutely from that stuff? that's kind of yeah. why they're in the the note you know is like they got to figure out now that these umbral shards are tied to the progression from 600 to 625 and you have to be there's already a barrier you have to be uh, 600 expertise to use the umbral shards on that slot now Let's find out other ways to give Umbral Shards to players, like such as Outpost Rush. Um, I, I, probably I would keep them toward, I don't know, man. I don't know about the chess. Obviously, uh, you know, there's all there's ways to gain Gypsum that will give you Umbral Shards uh, already. So maybe, you know, yeah, uh, tie them to uh, Outpost Rush at the very least or, yeah. you know, some other systems like that. But yeah, there's got to be other ways other than Expeditions uh, to get Umbral Shards at this point, I think. Yeah, well, I think right now, you know, you could go do your two outpost rushes and get your rubies, and then you yeah. get umbral shards from that method. But the, the so problem, minimal think, that yeah, right, you're never going right. to keep up with the PVE players at that point. Right, I think the problem is the the amount you get from that. Right, so you invest an hour running two outpost rushes, or over an hour doing two outpost rushes, and you get what. 50 umbral shards maybe if you're lucky and you have stuff already upgraded via the umbral shard system because if you don't only get like three umbral shards so if you get like 50 umbral shards and then somebody runs a dungeon or an expedition in an hour that's a mutation level nine and they get you know a, a, a thousand or whatever the number is for umbral shards i mean that gap is quite is quite high so i think you know their goal to have pvp and pve coexist in the game which is kind of what their tagline is for this game all the time is that they want those things to not only not only be together, but they want them to thrive together, right? Well, in order for them to thrive together, they need to be on equal footing, in my opinion, right? So you need to have Outpost Rush giving way more Umbral Shards than they are. You, you got to figure that out somehow. Maybe the winning team gets more. Um, maybe if you win multiple in a row, you get more, or you're bonused more, or or something, right? So that so that these PvP players, I think that's one of the things that like games like Guild Wars 2, for example, does really good is that you can jump into that game and you can start PvPing from the get-go, right? Arenas, world v. world, whatever yeah. you want to do. You might be at a disadvantage or you are at a disadvantage until you level up, but even ESO, you can jump in, you can PvP, and that's all you... Dude, you can literally PvP your way up to max level, and then once you get max level, you can just continue to PvP, and that's it. You know, that's that's what that's you can do level, in those games. That's how we level in both of those games right. you're mentioning. That's how yeah. we love, like me, I love like small scale PVP. It's my favorite yeah. thing in an MMO Same. right now. Uh, you know, yeah. rating is a close second, but, but I love the, the feel and the, the systems put in place to, to, you know, do the, the small scale PVP and me and you leveled all the way through ESO and Guild Wars 2 just with arenas. Just PVP. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, and, uh, I, and I, New World yeah. needs something like that for sure uh, to be yeah. what they claim that they're shooting for, which is like a multifaceted PVP game. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I'm also still in the camp of giving us an open world PVP zone, but that's a that's a completely other uh, other yeah, I mean, topic. For Albion another, makes for it work episode, pretty think, well. But, so I think yeah. it's possible. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I uh, I would love to see that at some point, some kind of some kind of way to just incentivize uh, PvP ongoing all the time in the open world because that's some of the most fun PvP in the game. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I think uh, overall they just need to give us additional ways on the both the PVE and PvP side to progress and earn Umbral shards, and even a way to to progress even uh, beyond Umbral shards, just leveling up and some sort of progression on the PvP side because right now there is no progression on the PvP side. Right, you go play outpost rushes. You get two gyps on big whoop de doo. It's it's not an efficient way to do it. Uh, it. It's good that you can earn something from Outpost Rush, but then the cast. I mean, are the caches you get from? Out, I mean, dude, they're useless, right? Like you never get any good gear out of those caches, so you're not going to ever progress like you do running a, a, a dungeon. You go run a that dungeon. That might be a good thing these... to look at for sure. Is the the yeah. actual rewards for these the actual drops? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like maybe increase the rate at which you get a legendary, or give you like actual usable items out of there, or something you know it's uh i i want to see pve and pvp coexist like they're talking about and right now things are very very pve heavy uh and hopefully that'll change in the future you know i know they can't i know they can't add in like a huge pvp and pve update at the same time that would just be uh, a lot uh, to ask for, I think. So hopefully they'll come, maybe kind of rotate those or something, you know, now that we got one big PVE update, maybe we'll get a big PVP update uh, later. Uh, we'll see. I don't know, man. I just hope that they figure that out so that us PVP players uh, that, that want to PVP all the time, we can just do that. And we don't feel shoved into expeditions uh, because I, I would have loved to have done some PVP alongside these expeditions this week, but I just didn't because I, I knew like my time would be well, like much better spent in progression wise doing expeditions. Uh, so that's what I did all week. And it would have been nice to be able to be like, yo dude, I can go run out post rush and get similar rewards or something, you know, and go PVP well, and do the same stuff. That's the problem, you know, and that's kind of what's yeah. tied to progression too. Uh, kind yeah. of to wrap this thing up it is, you know, we, I want to get to a point where I feel like, okay, I'm good on gear. I, I you know, I'm where I want to be crafting wise. I just want to enjoy the game. I want to go queue up yeah. for Outpost Rush for five or six hours on stream and just play Outpost Rush. Or I want to go out in front of Windward yeah. and duel uh, for three yeah. or four hours. Uh, you know, I want to feel like I'm at a place that I can do that and not feel like I'm wasting my time um, yeah. by not progressing. And if, and if and if we if we are having a hard time getting there, Red, I can only imagine how the like the core players, the three or four hour a night players, are two to four hour a night players are feeling. You know, so yeah. it's like uh, it's got to be that. There's got to be that line, man. And hopefully they'll get there uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, I think this was a step in the right direction uh, for sure. Uh, a lot of good changes here to progress. You know, speed up progression a little bit, but. I do think uh, we can also, you know, hopefully see some a little bit more in the future that will help uh, kind of wrap up things together. All right, Bordy. Well, that about does it for our main discussion of this week. Let's hop over to the company of the week. All right. So this week's company of the week is Revelation. Bordy, take it away. Yeah, so Revelation, they're an NA East company. It says their mission statement is to provide members of our company and community with a new world of vibrant, supportive, fun, and creative space in which to develop and flourish by providing access to various roles on our way to taking over Eternum. It says Revelation is a company dedicated to the support of emerging and established members to assist them in getting the most from new world, focusing on a fun and healthy mindset that has roles for everyone 
uh, to help us dominate a turn. The crafting members will set us apart from the crowd. So it says they're both active in PvP and PvE. So it sounds like they're crafting uh, crafting heavy. It says they're crafting members. They want some crafting members so that they can help uh, set them apart from everyone else. So I would assume getting, getting some good rolls, getting some good gear via crafting is kind of where they're headed. So if you want to join Revelation, go check them out. You can follow them on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tino the Great with an A. T-I-N-O-T-H-A, great, on Twitch or twitch.tv slash bandit underscore J. Go check them out. There's also a link that will be posted uh, everywhere this podcast can be found to their posting on newworldfans.com, and then that will get you, uh, of course, over to their Discord and, and their Twitch channels and all the other things that you need to uh, to become a part of Revelation. So make sure you go check them out. All right, and we thank you uh, to all of our Patreons for supporting us, hanging out. We got a lot of cool things in the pipeline for you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys very much. Uh, we got some stuff coming up, Bordy, uh, that's pretty fun. We This podcast goes live every Monday, but uh, also on Mondays, we're going to start to put together a Studio Loot game night with me, BDLG, Danny, and Taken. Hopefully more. Hopefully uh, some other people. Mala. We got to get Mala us. Yeah, Mala, yeah. I think, will be joining us. Uh, you know, maybe Dan, dude. Maybe we could get Dan over maybe. here to play some case. Yeah. That'd be sick. He's our uh, our other developer. Uh, yeah, so it'd be great. And then obviously, we uh, in in the future, hopefully we can play games big enough that involves the community, Bordy. Uh, I think that would yeah. be a lot of fun as well. Maybe get a, I, I hate to say, the Rust server going. I, I can imagine we we might we might <laughs> make in. enemies and not friends. <laughs> you know, yeah, we might maybe. we might divide the community. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get some cool stuff like that going on for you guys, the Patreons as well, and, and our, just our listeners. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us and, and listening every week. And again, for checking out New World Fans and, and NewWorld-Map.com. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. We will see you on another episode of New World To Go.